It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One of us is delusional, the other is Casey. Hi, I'm Tom. Yeah, delusional. Why? Well, because I think the off-air conversation we had, which should be on air, just sets me up to believe that you might be a little delusional. I disagree. I think pound for pound, if me and you were in our single years and we were set out on the loose on a night of town, um, I think I win. That's fine. And I like that you think you win. I want you to know that because I'd feel weird if you were like, yeah, no, Tom, I think you'd win. I'd be like, well, then, well, then, like, it, like, there's no competition. It's kind of boring. So uh-huh. I appreciate your confidence. I do. Okay. I just. Disagree? Well, I don't know if I disagree. I just, uh, I like my odds. I think I am, I'm always going to back myself. You know? Yeah. And I think that's important as a dad. You've always got to believe in yourself. And right. that's, and that's something that I kind of teach my kids. So here's a story. Are you ready? Let's get into this. It's a go. So I took the kids up for a Sunday fun day. I saw a photo. How was it? Snow it, Basin. It was awesome. It was great. The snow was pretty good. Uh, you know, it could always use a little bit more, but like it says on the license plate, uh, best snow on earth. Yes. Right here in Snow Basin. And so uh, I took my kids up there. My uh, two oldest, they kind of just partnered off with their friends and just went and attacked the mountain. So that means me and Bo Dog, Bowden, my son, you know, we're just, it's me and him all day because he's, he's fairly new at it. This is his third year doing it. And each year it gets a little bit better. Right. But my older brother Yancey showed up with his boy. Now, we haven't even talked about this. Try to guess what Yancey's youngest son's name is. <laughs> oh, that's a fun game. Yeah, try to guess. Uh, Constantine. Nope, Casey. I wasn't that far off. See? Yeah. yeah. So, so he's baby Casey, and I'm big Casey. Did he name his son after you? Yeah, and so he named him Casey Ryan, So, and my little brother's name is Ryan, so he named his youngest son after his two youngest brothers, which is an honor and pretty cool. Really cool. It's yeah. just... Yeah. Yeah. So we were, so baby Casey was up there. Yancey was up there. Me and Bodog. And so Yancey, uh, my older brother, uh, a pretty good skier, was like, let's take the gondola up. You went all the way to the top. All the way to the top. And as soon as he said gondola, I looked down at Bowden. And Bowden looked at me like, hey, dad. <laughs> and I go, we, we'll be fine, bud. We'll, let's, we got this. And he gave me that like, are you sure, dad? And I was like, yeah, we're cool. Once again, the confidence. You know, but I'd taken him up once last year. And it was a dumpster fire. Didn't end well. No, it didn't end well. It ended up me putting him between my legs and holding him down the whole way down. <laughs> so it's a new year, new attitude. I said, come on, buddy. We got this. And so we get up top. And as we're going down, we're taking the easy way down. Uh, you know, he, Bowden can turn. Uh, he's really good at going fast. I Not bet. so great at stopping. I bet. Uh, you know, Pizza and, pie, baby. Yeah. So it's Is pie. he a border or a skier? Skier. Okay. So it's pie and fries. You know about that? I know about the pie. So pie is pizza pie is when you need to stop. Uh-huh. French fries when you want to go fast. Gotcha, gotcha, Fry gotcha. pie, fry pie, gotcha, fry gotcha, pie. Gotcha. You know, so I kept yelling, pizza, pizza. And <laughs> 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 so he's stoned. And so we come around this corner. We're the very cornice of the mountain. And he goes, you know, Dad. And I go, yes, son. And he goes, ever since I broke my arm, I'm not so much a daredevil anymore. And I go, I go you're going to be okay, bud. We're going to do this. I'm right behind you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be by your side the whole way down. And so, you know, a little pep talk all the way down. So we get halfway down the mountain. And I go, son, stop. And so he stopped. And I go, look. And I go, look at the top of the mountain. He goes, yeah, dad, that's far. I go, we were just up there. And now we're here. How cool is that? And he goes, we were up there? And I go, yeah, because his little mind doesn't wrap it around, you know, that you're at the very top of a mountain. Right. And, you know, the vertical feet and everything that goes into that. He was like, we were, dad? And I go, yeah. And he goes, and then he started getting confidence. Cool. And then he kept going. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That is pretty cool. And that's kind of the fun thing about being a dad because, you know, I really love the fact that my kids ski because it's one of those sports and activities that you can do for the rest of your life. And it's a great way to get outdoors. Yep. Uh, you know, my kids go, you know, normally when we're with mom on Sundays, we go to church, dad. Uh, 
I said, yeah, but look at it this way. Up on the mountain, we're that much closer to God. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know? This like, is our church. Yeah. yeah so, so we're up here. And, but, and not to get like too churchy, but for me, that is my church, is hanging out with my kids. Right. Having those moments and, and, and doing those cool things. And then the greatest thing after a good ski day... It's the dinner. The dinner, and the kids are wiped out. Yeah, they go to sleep. They come home, and they go right to bed, and then it's like football's on. I'm going to just put on my comfy socks, and I'm just going to watch a little football. So it was a good day. I love really taking them up there. But here's where I got to go into the second part, if you don't mind me, you know. Carry on. No, I'm enjoying this. Row. So Presley brought Ashole, her boyfriend Ashton. Can Can I take a quick time out? Yeah. So you posted um, a photo. That's where I'm going with this. Okay. And so I said, you know, Presley and Ashole are missing in this photo because they were out skiing on themselves. I think you have to clarify. Yeah. And so then everybody lit me up. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Thinking that I was calling him Ashole. But that's not the nickname I bestowed upon him. I did not give him that. Mm -hmm. He came to our family with the nickname Ashole. So I'm just respecting what his peers and friends have called him. Yeah. And and, and so it, it, it's... Well, no, there was a comment that, you know, went, went somewhere along the lines of like, hey, you need to get off social media. Yeah. And you were like, well, well hold on a second. Why? Yeah. And he never came back at me. Yeah. But let me go back to... Uh, let me pull up my Instagram right now. But, but Case, when you said Ashole for the first time on this podcast, I was like, Case, I don't know if that's not, yeah, that nice, you know? Yeah. So that's why I think um maybe maybe you need to clarify in the... um. In the Instagrams, yeah. Um, well, and I like, get, hey, hey, you know, this isn't like uh, me being rude to him. This is legitimately what his friends call him. His friends call him, so I just call him the same. And so I tried to respond to as many people as I could on the Facebook and Instagram because all of a sudden people are coming at me, and I was like, whoa, 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 hey, this is. So then I got this, I got this Instagram text. Are you ready? You got a DM? No, this was this was on the main page. Oh. Is this just a nickname or how you actually feel about him? I might need to have a mother-son conversation about why this is. This is Ashel's mom. Oh, my goodness, Case. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. So I wrote back, no conversation needed, Mom. He's a good kid, and we are really enjoying getting to know him. And his mom and dad are, are, are way cool. And so, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I think from now on, I'll just probably have to go his nickname, not mine for him. You know, yeah, but he's a good kid, and so you know, we went up there. So wait, he legitimately came to you a couple months ago now and said, "Hey, just call me Ashhole." Oh no, I don't think he ever said that. I think Presley says that's what everybody calls him. So and, I was and, just and, trying to be the cool dad. Like, and did you ask Presley, like, well, why, why is that? Or did you just go with the flow? I just kind of went with the flow. Um, I, I think maybe. Um, you might need to ask Presley, like, hey, what's the backstory to to Ashhole? Okay. Well, let's just because it sounds like something else. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally, hundred percent. And I don't know if you want to be called some that other word. Hey, Presley, you're on the podcast. Please don't swear. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, so we're sitting here having a conversation about Ashton's nickname, Ashhole. Can you tell us where that nickname came from? I don't know. The boys came up with it. So, like when when I call him Ashhole, does he think that that's mean, or does he think that hey, your dad's cool and just giving me call me by my nickname? No, he likes it. Okay. Yeah, because we were talking about how his mom reached out to me on Instagram saying, why do we call him Ashhole? Do I need to have a mother-son conversation with him? But just for clarification, Ashhole is a good kid, right? Yeah. He's not at home punching puppies or anything like that, right? No. Okay. Uh, I, will, I love you. Have a great day. Okay, I love you too. Tell Ashhole hi. Okay, bye. See, so... Or maybe I should just call him Ashton. Well, she said her answer was, that's what the boys call him. I'm one of the boys. No, no, I'm not saying you're not one of the boys, but um, I'm just trying to put myself in like their position, you know, like 15 years ago when I was in high school, 10 years ago, whatever it was now. And um, if we were to call one of the boys Ashhole, yeah. you know, if his name was Ashton, um, I don't know if that would be like an endearment on our end, or if that would be like, he's an, he's a, he's an, yeah, you know, um, so we're going to call him Ashall. But he's a good kid. He's very pleasant, very nice, respectful of my daughter, except for the time they got the car broken on Makeout Point. Mm, that was a funny story. Yeah. So, the, did you have nicknames growing up? So in 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 Australia, 
what we do is like we put a Y on the end of everything, basically. No, or an O, an, a Y or an mm. O. I've realised. So like, my dad's name was was Hacko. Uh huh. Um. So my dad's nickname in the Navy was Scotty. Okay. With so, a Y. So people called me Tommy. Uh huh. But then like I've got I've got some mates that like uh, last name was Boyd or Hayes, mm-hmm. and we'd call them um, Boydy or Hazy. You know, we, uh, so it was pretty basic, to be fair, like, not serious nicknames. The first nickname I ever got was Nugget. And that's when you were a little kid and playing I was, soccer. Have I told that story? I think so. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. yeah, but I, but I, yeah. I mean, I was Fun Pig, Helmet, Sea Money, Sea Dog, mm. Scott Dog, Inmate 54328. Uh, I mean, I've had just a lot of nicknames. Yeah. And normally, like my mom... Her name is Robin Scott, and my dad has been married five times, so everyone he married, their last name became Scott. So when it was time for her to be Grandma, she didn't want to be Grandma Scott because there was going to be another Scott, you know, because my dad- Grandma Robin. Is it, but no, so she, she gave herself her own nickname, which I don't think is okay, but my mom did it, and nobody stopped her. She's Grandma Birdie. Oh, I don't hate that. So actually, this, this brings up an interesting point. So, um, you know, I think- well, to be fair, I think when you become a parent, whether you're a mother or a father, mm-hmm. you know, you, I think it's kosher, if you will, to ask your parents or your in-laws' parents what they would like to be called, like Pop Pop. Yeah, like, hey, what do you what do you want to be known by? Like, what's your grand what's your what's your grandparent name? Yeah, so my kids they have a Grandma B and a Grandpa B. Was and- that did they get to choose that? I don't remember how that happened. See, but- I think. The, the the grandparent needs to choose the name. I think that's okay. Personally, that's because I don't think it's my or my wife's responsibility or right uh-huh. to decide what Bubbles is going to call his grandparents. Is it like yeah, they no. want to be called what they want to be called? I L- think like Presley calls me Daddyo, and I love it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's nice. Just like, hey, Daddyo, and I, and I, it puts a smile on my face every time. I'm like, I like that. <laughs> Yeah. So, so like uh, my in-laws, they go by um, Grampy and Grandma, or Maggie, Grampy and Maggie, mm-hmm. and then my parents are going by um, Gran and pa. pa. But my dad is is insisting he gets called Dave. His first name's David, and I'm like, Dad. Your name's not Dave to Bubbles for crying out loud. Like, what's wrong with you? He's, so he'll, we'll, he'll, we'll get on the FaceTimes uh-huh. and he'll be like, hey, Freddie, it's it's Dave. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, no, your name's Pa, okay? And so it really bothers me. I know, but you just said that he should be able to dictate what he wants to be called. Well, I understand that, but he can't be called Dave. Like, how formal is that? I'm like, Dad... Dad, can we go to Dave's house? Like, no, it's, that's not, that, that doesn't work. No. Hey, um, so before you go to the next one, okay. uh, my ex-wife's grandma, her name was Henrietta. I like that name. But they called her Gigi, and that was her great-grandma. So that's what we're calling my mom's mom. Yeah, Gigi. Gigi. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. And my, my middle child just figured out. She goes, did you know they call her Gigi for great-grandma? And I go, yeah. It's kind of cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. So I like Gigi. Yeah, I like Gigi, too. But the other thing I've been noticing everywhere, because uh, my ex-wife used to call both my daughters sissies, you know, but everybody uses that now. Come on, sissy. Everybody's a sissy. And when I grew up, sissy wasn't a good thing. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, oh, make sure you get sissy. Yeah. 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 It's it is fascinating. Hey, um, so it was pretty. It was a pretty big weekend over in our household. Really, what happened? Well, uh, we put bubbles down on the floor uh-huh. for um, a split second. In fact, we were watching the the local Utah football game at the time, which was an amazing game. It was. It was a game of two halves, wasn't it? They yeah. came thirty eight. Tell un- the two cities, if you will. Thirty eight unanswered points in the second half. It was uh, it was fun to watch. Yeah. But we were watching the game, and um, and I I, I I look to go find Bubbles, and he's in the corner of the room, which is five meters or eight yards away. Use feet here in America. Uh, it would have been about 15 feet away. 
Okay. And I go, how on earth did he get over there so fast? So I, I, I pulled him back and I put him there and I stared at him for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's learnt to commando crawl. Yeah. So we now have a, a mover. A mobile child. We have a crawler. He doesn't get on his hands and knees, Case, but he'll get on his elbows and he uses the insides of his knees or his legs uh-huh. and his feet to push forward. So we don't have a baby gate right now. Ooh. Do you want me to get you one? Well, I, we were planning on getting one soon. I'll buy you one for Christmas. I, I, I'd do sooner than later. No, no. Yeah, we have to do it this week. Yeah. Because right now, we have to watch him at all times. Well, you technically should have to watch him at all times. Yeah, but like when he's immobile, right? Because he, he was stuck on his back for a while. I yeah. mean, he could roll to his front, but he wasn't going anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we could leave him in his room. Um, with the door open and and run a few errands around the house, whether we were just quickly throwing laundry in, you know, nothing nothing that took too long. Like yeah. we weren't cooking a full course meal and leaving him in there. Like we check on him quite frequently. Uh huh. But um, game we can't, changer. We can't do that anymore. So I don't know if I like it, Case. Yeah, but I don't think you can stop it. No, oh, certainly not. But this is like, you know, how you were talking about uh, Presley. Uh, when she got her license, like she's in, as independent as a, as this is his first glimpse of independence, first taste. Yeah, because he's like now he realizes he can go places. Like if he sees something on the other side of the room, he can get there. <laughs> Do you know how scary? That, like I don't know if you remember because you know you, this yeah. would have been twenty years ago for you, twenty five years ago, but. It's a frightening, frightening thought. Yeah, but exciting. I don't know if it's that exciting. But for him to look through his eyes, I mean, to realize that he's got this capability and this superpower to go where he wants. Yeah, but he has this look now where he'll stare at you and then look at what he wants and then he'll stare back at you. Uh Uh-huh. And it's kind of like this mischievous, naughty glimpse that he shows you and you're like what are you doing and i'm like yeah that's a plug <laughs> yeah that's a that's a cord so you that's have electricity don't bloody touch it so you haven't baby have you baby proofed the house because we're this in is- the middle of it so we're putting the the, the little plastic plugs in the wall that, uh-huh. you know so we can't stick his fingers in the in and the- in no tables with sharp corners we're going through all this, so we we have um we have a handful of dresses that we need to hook to the wall. Yeah, and you just screw, screw in there and then put a little uh, wire yeah, behind it. So yeah, because yeah, if they yeah, and he's like he's probably like two three months away from from standing up and being able to like climb on stuff, right? But still, we we need to do that soon. Yeah, uh, because we can't forget. And then like everything comes up, you know. So we have a few counter spots. Where he's going to be able to reach and grab stuff off him when he when he figures out how to pull himself up, uh-huh. um, and 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 we're going to have to empty that. I don't, mean, it's don't forget underneath the sink where you keep all your chemicals and stuff like that to put a latch on there so they can't open that up and start drinking at, the soap. Yeah, hmm. I'm. I I will admit I am uh, slightly petrified. Because I've really enjoyed him being immobile. Oh, yeah. No, like, that, a baby sleeping on your chest is an excuse to do nothing. It's the best feeling in the world. Just to be able to go, hey, I'm watching the kid. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, when I'm actually watching football yeah. and he's asleep. But yeah, I'm watching the kid. Yeah, don't come down here and look at me like that. Yeah. We're good. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm stuck. I can't do the laundry. I'm Sorry. a dad. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of dads... That I've spoken to, because you know, I'm in the age bracket now where a lot of my friends are in that in that kind of uh, chapter of life where yeah. they're getting that if they haven't had kids, they're getting married and they're, they're not far from that. Um, and everybody I've spoken to is like, oh, it only gets better. It does, which is which is great to hear. Um, but at the same time, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of dads and mums I speak to, they say, you know, it's it's so much fun when they can move, and. Um, I've always said to them, I don't like. I, I'm I'm really happy with him not moving. <laughs> like really, I am really happy with him because I don't have to. It's less that I have to worry about. And I see kids. You know, you go out, and not that I've done this in nine months, really. But you know, you go out for breakfast, right? The, 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 there's always, a, or you jump on an airplane. Um, 
there's always a kid, generally speaking, that is just running around with his head cut off. Mm-hmm. And these poor parents are just chasing him around. I don't think poor parents. I think those parents need to do their job. Well, they do. I'm, I'm, because my kids, I mean, kids are going to be kids. But there's also kids are going to only get away with what the parents allow. And at that point, like, I, I think I know where you're going with this because, like, in between two and about five, you're just trying to play catch up. But after five, you can sit them down and go, no, this we don't act like this. We don't do this. Yeah. You know, when they become a little human and you can have a conversation with them. Like, all my kids now are cool. Like, I can go somewhere with them and go, uh-uh, we don't do that. And they look at me, and all you have to do is give them that dad look. It's like this. Don't start. You know, because you don't want to piss dad off. Well, no, yeah. You don't You don't have to go there. You know, and, and if you give them that dad look, they go, oh, he's serious. Because most of the time I'm pretty fun and we can do this, and, and I'll even get a little rambunctious with them and, and mess around. But, like, certain situations, if I give them the dad look – like, all I have to tell my kids is, like, you don't want to make me mad. Because I never, hardly ever, ever, ever get mad. Yeah. But if I do get mad, it's not good. And I don't want to be mad. Yeah, but it's my duty sometimes. Yeah, my, my job is not to be your best friend. I like that we're friends, but my job is to produce a good human out of you. Yeah, mature. And, and, yeah, and respectful and hardworking and, and all these other things. If we can have some fun along the way, cool. The other issue I'm having with him moving is um, he's a banger. He likes I, to, I don't know if all kids are this like this. Or he just likes to pound stuff? Everything. If he finds something, he's hitting it. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I don't know if Bowden, I don't know if it's a boy thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a, a well, maybe. Literally, Casey, anything he can find. Like last night, for example, he found like a plastic cup. That, mm-hmm. that he can stack, but he hasn't figured out that he can stack them yet, you mm-hmm. know, so they're all separated. But And he found the vent on the floor, oh, you know, in, the, in, the, in the wall. Good percussion. Yeah, and he's just pounding this metal vent with this plastic cup. For how long? Long time. <laughs> <laughs> like half an hour. He couldn't, he was, he was infatuated with the vent. And I mean, like, it was quite loud. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it wasn't, he's got a decent whack on him now, uh-huh. you know, like. Uh, and when you try to stop him, he just knows he's getting attention. So if he ever wants attention again, all he has to do is pound. Yeah. It's I mean, like Pavlov's theory. Yeah. Like, and then if he, I do this, they come. Yeah. And then depending on the mood he's in, if you, if, you, if you pull him away from the vent, he'll cry. And it's like, well, Freddie, you know, <laughs> I'm in the room too, man. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really love the sound of the vent, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry you do, but like, come on, we, can, we, can we like figure this out, please? So, I love the way that you just talk to him like a dude. Well, yeah, I don't know how else to do it. It's like you better learn English pretty quick, my man. <laughs> and I guess that's not easy, right? No. Uh, uh-uh. I'm 46 and still learning. So, stop whacking the vent, please. I'm on the I'm on the FaceTime to grad. We're trying to have a conversation here. Oh, this is exciting. So that's it was pretty. That's pretty, you know, um, monumentous. I guess. I hope. Um, I don't think. My, the fact that I don't know proves my point. I wasn't there for my kids' first steps. So I walked on my very first birthday. The, the, my birthday, my first birthday is when I walked. Really? Yeah. So, you know what's wild too is is my so I'm the oldest of five, and um, the, the one below me, Harry, he's two years younger than I am, but he walked at nine months old. Wow. Freddie turned 10 months um, yesterday, two days ago. So just barely turned 10 months, and he hasn't even figured out how to crawl. He's commando crawling, which is, I guess, technically crawling, but he's not on all fours. Uh huh. So to think, like, I can only imagine what mum and dad were going through. I would have been three. Yeah. And they had a nine-month-old, right, who was walking, Casey, he can't understand English. No. So stop doesn't mean anything to him. Stop means keep going for all he knows. Yeah. That is seriously a nightmare. I would hate. And I was very nervous. I'm like, well, if Harry started walking at nine months, his bubble's going to do the same. Unfortunately, he hasn't. But 
Yeah, I'm... Um, He's got that lazy American in him. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're in the market for some baby gates. If, if uh, any of the people listening to this podcast want to uh, check us out on, on Facebook, mm-hmm. at I think it's the at Dad po- Dadtastic Podcast is yep. where you can find us. Yeah. Uh, we'll upload the footage of this week's episode to there and just in the comment section... Let us know baby gate recommendations because I'm and in the what, market. And at what age did your kids start walking and crawling? <clears throat> yeah. You know, because that's what this whole podcast is about is sharing information. You know, we're just trying to get through this crazy thing called life together. I know that sounded like a print song and it kind of was, but we're just doing it. All right. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. More Dadtastic on the way. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. I'm Casey Scott. That is Tom Hackett. Uh, Tom, I've got to talk to you about something. Please. What are you doing right now? What are you looking at? Oh, I'm just getting a few messages. A few messages, people blowing up your phone? Well, I wouldn't say blowing up my phone, but like, for example, my mother-in-law's asking, um, I'll just read you the message. Or sure. Uh, Good morning and happy Christmas week. Okay. Would you be willing to smoke either the prime rib, brackets, small uh, roast, uh-huh. close brackets, or the ham for Christmas Eve? I'll purchase the meat for tomorrow and drop off whichever you are willing slash want to do. Thanks, Tom. Much okay. love. Okay, so now here, let's, let's text her back together. <clears throat> I'm ready when you are. Happy Christmas week to you. And what do you call her? Margo. Margo? Yeah. I would move mountains for you. Right. I'm I'm not going I'm not gonna do that. Case. Well I just do it. Just see what she's saying. Say I would move mountains for you. Which other whichever one you want me to cook and smoke, I would gladly do it. Just to do just see what happens. Just try it. Boy, you taught me into things very easily. Yeah, just try it. Just see what she says. She might send you back a smiley face emoji. She also might think I'm taking the piss. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, taking a piss means taking a shot at him. Yes, which is not good. No, you should, no she's going to understand it. I, trust me on this one. I know moms. I'm good with moms. Stop talking. Okay. I would move mountains for you and would be willing to smoke either or both meats. You just let me no. Okay, send it. Just send it. I just sent it. Okay, so here's the deal. And this uh, next conversation we're going to have has to do with Christmas. So I work out with these two guys every morning in Ogden, right? You wouldn't know it. Have you had a look at yourself in the mirror lately? Whoa. Are you taking a piss at me? No, it's not. I'm not taking a piss. I'm taking the piss. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not taking a piss. Yeah. Okay, so- but We're in a studio, Okay, so come on. Yeah, no, I get that. You really think I'm not looking healthy? No, I think you look pretty good. Okay, good. Uh, so we're working out, and it's one of these conversations where like, hey, so what are you getting the missus, or what are you getting the girlfriend? And everyone's going back and forth, and this one dude goes, I'm not getting her anything. And I go, you what? She told me not to get her anything. And I said, and you believed her? <laughs> he goes, yeah, we're getting each other a dog. And I was like, and she said not to get her anything. And he goes, yeah. And I said, so you're not going to get her anything? And he goes, No. Not a good idea. No, that's like I'm trying to figure out if um, not getting her anything or getting her a vacuum. I don't know which is worse. Well, so my ex-wife, I got her a vacuum one year and she loved it. It depends on knowing the person. But I don't think that you cannot get them something for Christmas. Why I said you've got to get her something. I mean, I, I don't care what it is, but you need to get her something. Because having her not have something to open, even though you guys both agreed on it, because what if she doesn't give me anything? I go, that's not your problem. You, I'm just telling you, this is going to benefit you. You need to get her something. So, guys, hear me out right now. If you guys are going into the Christmas week and this is going to drop out on Christmas Eve and your significant other says, do not get me anything for Christmas, and you don't get them something, 
it's not going to end well. It's not. It's not. I'm with you. I mean, we're talking a card, a box of chocolates, a scarf, something just to let them know, hey, I was thinking about you. And I put some time and effort into this present, and I know this is something I think you're going to enjoy. So Kate and I are only getting each other small gifts. Yeah. But I do feel like I need to get her something else. So, for example, she's bought me a hat. Which is what I wanted. That's a, because that, the other thing is like you know, I, I'm also in um, this chapter of life where financially I don't have a ton of disposable income. Mm-hmm. I have some, uh, and I live fine, right? You know, but we but we have a child at the same time. Like there are things we need to buy, and there are things that are more important. And personally, like I think, baby gates, like baby gates, and like we're also under the opinion where you know if we're going to spend our money, we may as well spend it on something house related, which is so boring, right? But at the but if it if it creates more equity, then we're in a better spot for it. Yeah. Um. So I have a hat on the way, and she has a book about symbols. That's what she's wanted. What kind of hat? Like a, just a like a ball cap. Or like a, a nice fedora? No, no, no. Just like yeah, ball cap. Like it, it's pretty. It's pretty groovy. Yeah, I'm really actually quite excited about but, it. But you know what it is. Yeah. So I think you need to have something that she does. So I agree. No, I agree. That where you guys are opening up gifts and you I go agree. hear something and she goes, oh, thanks. So what? What, what, what would you? What, what do we? What do I go? What do I do? What do well, I? Do? I, I I don't know the Lord and Savior Kate like you do. Uh, but, I mean, what is something that, you know, that would just make her life easier or something that she would never get for herself? Because it's just well, silly. Well, a new husband would probably make her life a bit easier. I, it wouldn't. Get her another ring? No. Does she like jewelry? Well, yeah, but see, that's the thing, because I'm incredibly scared. I've always been under the impression, just stay away from jewelry and and clothes. Yeah, so... so- because my taste is not her taste. Right? I mean, that is such a hard thing. Unless I'm going to spend, like, a couple grand on jewelry mm-hmm. that's legitimately beautiful jewelry, right? then I think I'm pretty good. So I've here's got- the other dilemma I have, okay? Okay. So she, she, she turns dirty 30 next February, Ooh. which is, like, eight weeks away. Yeah. Nine weeks away. Uh-huh. Eight weeks away. Yeah, because she's it's fe- her birthday is February 23rd. Okay. And it's the 22nd, so it's, like, two months away. Yeah. So that's going to be a big deal. And I'm going to buy her a really nice present because the dirty 30 is a big, big deal, right? I mean, 30 years of age. But yeah, I, mean, I think every decade is kind of 40, 50, 60. It's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Or at least I think it should be. Okay. Because the, the years in between are like, yeah, it's your birthday, but you don't really want it to be. And maybe you don't want to turn 30, 40, 50, or 60 either, but yeah, it's, it's a big deal. So I'm going to buy her a really nice gift for that. Mm hmm. So that plays into it as well, because I can't, I don't, I don't have enough disposable income to go big at Christmas, big and even bigger, because yeah. I can't go, I can't go bigger. Margot just responded. What'd she say? I haven't looked. <laughs> Let's read this together. I'm excited. <clears throat> you are wonderful! Exclamation <laughs> mark. Let's go for the prime rib. I'm happy to buy any ribs, sauces, or whatever is needed. Just let me know. Thank you. Thank you. Love heart. See, I know moms, bro. Have you thought about um, starting a business? Where I can text your mom for you? Uh-huh. You know, when I was a kid- That could be genius. When I was a kid growing up, like, I I excelled at that. Like, when we were going over to someone's house, parents loved me. I was really good with parents. You're into the moms. I, no. You've been into the moms no, for a I'm, while. No. You have. I can tell by your face. You dirty dog. You have. I can tell. He just got a little worried. No, that's not true. That is. Hey, let's go back to what we were talking about. <laughs> so here's the deal. I found this thing. Oh. And, I, and there's this thing in Salt Lake. And I'll find the exact address. But there's a place that would be kind of cool that you could get a gift certificate right now for you and the Lord and Savior, Kate. That, see, that's a great idea. Gift certificates. Are so, oh, no, but here's what you do. You go in there. It's a three-hour class. And they teach you. And you walk away with a ring. So you can go in there and you pick a stone. You polish it. You make the ring. You form it to your finger. And when you walk away, you've got this ring. So that could be something that you guys could do together. That's, that's a really good idea. You know what I wish they had in Salt Lake, and they may do, what? Uh, but they have it back home. Um, they have these refugee 
cooking classes. Oh, yeah, they got them here. Okay, good. Yeah. I think they're, they're really neat, and and, and if you're going to spend money, it's going towards a good cause. Yeah. Um, and you guys are kind of foodies, so that would be good. And we're foodies. So, like, mum and dad did one. It was a uh, Sri Lankan, uh, a refugee from Sri Lanka was teaching, and uh-huh. so they were making these, like, um, you know, curries, Sri Lankan-styled curry. Yeah. Which, like, I think without... Like, like, I, not many people I know make Sri Lankan-style curries, but when they went to this class, they realized how delicious it was. They raved about it for weeks upon weeks, and they still make the curries that they learned in this cooking class. Harmon's has great cooking classes. I mean, but there's good cooking classes all over the state, but that would be cool. That also, would be cool. You know what you, else is cool? Have you done the paint, the paint night where you go in there and you paint a picture and drink a bottle of wine? Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool, too. That's kind of cool. So what you're giving her is a date night. So have you heard of- Margot's going to watch the kid because she really loves you because you smoked the meat. And now you can go on a date night. Oh, I'm going to smoke the living daylights out of that prime rib. <laughs> I know. It sounds good. We're doing, <laughs> it sounds I'm doing really a, good. I'm doing the redemption turkey. Oh, fingers crossed, Case. Yeah. You know what else I could do is, have you heard of um, <clears throat> have you heard of the escape rooms? Yeah. That's a good one. Although I think you need parties of four or six for that, but we could find friends. Me and lovely Leslie would go with you. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. We, yeah. We've just rallied off a handful of... Um, a handful of ideas for dads out there, or moms, whoever listens to... You know, this is Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads, but every once in a while we like to give uh, the female perspective. And so what I'm doing right now is calling Call lovely Leslie. Leslie, because... Because why? Hi, Leslie, you're on the podcast. Please don't swear. How are you? Oh my goodness, that was an entrance. Good. Hey, so I haven't told Tom your theory on this, and I didn't give you a heads up that we're going to talk about this, uh, and, and not that I'm proposing... But how come you don't give engagement rings for Christmas? Because that's a cheapskate. <laughs> Why? Because I should get presents, not a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it doesn't pan out, you've painted the holiday. <laughs> 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 this is, these are the kind of things she thinks about. <laughs> but both both points are pretty valid because dudes think that way. They go, look, I'll get a ring for Christmas. Then, then I, I don't have to buy anything else. Yes. <laughs> I'm, not pro- I'm not proposing. I just, I just love your take on this whole situation. Well, the hive agrees. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we're just trying to give Tom some ideas because they both know what they're getting each other. And I said, but you do need to get something that's somewhat a surprise, right? Right. Yeah. And so we were also talking because I was talking to some guys at the gym this morning because, you know, I, I like to work out. Um, Have you asked her what she thinks of your body? Yeah, I, I was flexing in the mirror last night. What it, does she think? Go ahead. What do you think? Looks good. Except for the love handles, huh? Yeah. Like, like Leslie, could you could you grate some cheese on those abs? Uh, I'm pretty darn close, I think. Yeah, that's my girl right there. So, but before we let you go, real quick, and maybe the hive can weigh weigh in on this. Um, you know, when you're in a relationship and you both agree not to get in each other anything for Christmas, that's not a good situation for the guys, right? No. No, you always have to get something, right? Yeah, because you don't want to be there, and all of a sudden she gives you a gift, and you said, we said we weren't going to get each other anything. Can, can we do this? Can we? She's, she more, she's probably going to get you a gift. Yeah. Can we get the Hive's perspective on the best gift that they've received for Christmas? I yeah, mean, it's, okay. it's a loaded question, and yeah, maybe yeah. they need to call us back. And Leslie, you don't have to count me in it, because for the first two years I didn't have a license, and I was fresh out of rehab, so you can even use your ex-husband's gift he gave you. What's the best gift you got for Christmas from a lover? And again, they can call us back because I imagine like conversation needs to be. Or you can just text us back. So ask the hive. We need a female perspective. A female perspective. Best gift you ever got from a lover. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So I... Yeah. Like, here's the deal. I'm not... I don't know if I'll ever get married again, but we were talking about this, and she was like, you do not do that. You don't give it for any holidays because the engagement should stand alone. But in Utah, a lot of people do that. Utah's a wild, wild world. Well, we're savvy. We're trying to save money. We know we're going to have eight kids. Frugal. 
frugal. I like frugality. Do you? No, not really. But um, like Leslie, she's pretty frugal. She like she's a big fan of the coupon. She's a big fan of shopping. Like she treats shopping like a sport, like a game. Yeah, like a game. Like she will not pay full price for anything. If I, she can't get it for a deal, she'll wait. I don't have that kind of self-control. If I want it, I want it now. That's probably why I was such a good alcoholic because my body just goes, yeah, we need it. Makes sense. Let's get it. Yeah, let's have a beer. So it's, it's interesting because Kate's um, – she's under the impression that if something is more expensive, mm-hmm. then it's a better product. Ooh. Sometimes that just means they have better marketing. The power of marketing is massive. So yeah. the other day, I'm buying cream cheese at, at the local shop. Yeah. And there's a cream, there's a Philadelphia, right? And then there's a Kroger. And then there's a Kroger. And the Philadelphia is going for about $5. Uh-huh. And the Kroger is going for about $2. Uh-huh. So I'm like, huh, oh, this is interesting. I've got a few extra minutes on my hands. I'm going to look at the ingredients. Ooh, you read the ingredients. So I pick up the Philadelphia and I pick up the Kroger. And uh-huh. I've got them both in my hands, and I'm reading them, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm dead serious. Word for word, that it's the exact same product. Now, the Kroger might have 0.5 more grams of sodium, and it might have uh, one extra ounce of fat. But you would never be able to taste it. But who cares? And then my second follow-up question would be, what are you using the cream cheese for? Are you making a cheese ball? Are you putting it in a sauce? Are you going to smother it in salsa and have a little chip deep? What are you doing? Well, uh, our Lord and Savior, uh, Kate, uh, my Lord and Savior, I should say, uh, went to the Costco. And generally speaking, you go to the Costco, you've got a set list of what you need to buy, right? Yeah, yeah but that, you never stay with but that. But you list. never stay with that. So, of course, Kate comes back with a dozen bagels. Oh, because it's buy one bag, get another free. Exactly. And if you don't eat those bagels quick, they go bad. And then you feel bad because you just threw away good bagels. Yeah. And, and like, you cannot go wrong with a bagel. No. And so, like, yeah, we, we put some, we put butter on them, we slice some tomatoes, we put tomatoes on a bagel, salt pepper goes on there, maybe an egg, but every now and again, a little cream cheese doesn't go astray. So we we're buying cream cheese for that. But, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. So Kate is always, is always like, no, we need it. We need something expensive. So we had this issue with the, with the couch situation. Mm-hmm. So we have a very nice leather couch upstairs. Right. Like, like I'm talking a couch that probably cost us somewhere in the ballpark of like um, three grand, three grand, somewhere around there. Like it's a good couch, you know, and, and couches are expensive. Yeah. Uh, and it's not too big, but it's leather. It's nice. And, and we're having this conversation. We have a couch downstairs. Right. So uh, long story short, my parents were coming into town at the start of the year pre pandemic to see bubbles fresh out of the womb. Mm hmm. And we didn't have a couch, but we had a couch on the way. But the couch on the way wasn't going to get here in time for mum and dad to be able to sit on it. So we, and we didn't have the upstairs couch at the time either. So we didn't have a couch. So, so we needed a couch. So we bought like a $500 couch mm-hmm. just to get us through that time. Then we were planning on selling that couch, getting a nicer couch. Okay. We had complications. We've been stuck with the $500 <laughs> couch. Personally, am I happy that we have a $500 couch? Not really, because it's not all that comfy at all. But I don't want to spend another three, four, whatever grand on a really nice couch to go downstairs and to also have a really nice couch to go upstairs, knowing Bubbles, who bangs everything he can get his hands on, is going to be jumping on the couch, eating on the couch, and ruining it. it. See, I, I like where your head is. So I would sit the Lord and Savior Kate down and go, hey... Let's make a deal. Let's wait until Bubbles gets three or four and then go get it a couch we want. But let's let him beat the heck out of this one until then. Let this be Bubbles' couch. So if he's in there and he's got a sippy cup and all of a sudden it spills because they always spills and you got a little Kool-Aid, a little orange juice on the couch, you're not so mad. You'd be like, hey, it's a $500 couch. It's okay. Yeah, it's just... Um... It's like training wheels, but it's a training couch. Yeah, and I get a little back pain if I sit on the couch for too long, but that's okay. I mean, like, that's life. You get, we, we figure it out. I'd rather him beat that couch up knowing that he will beat up a nice couch. He's just going to because by the time he's four, I imagine there's another one there. Yep. And maybe there's three. I don't know. Yeah. But there's going to be more than him. So, yeah, that's kind of the situation we're in. I have noticed – did Leslie get back to you? Yeah, but we'll end with this. So okay. So you just keep going. I was just going to say – 
the last couple of weeks for me have um, for me and Kate we've been arguing a bit more than we normally do but it's all small arguments it's you- nothing serious it's all like can you pick that up can you put that away you know that sort of stuff you know it's very like we're grumpy or at least one of us is. But I think majority of society's grumpy right now. I mean, you think about it, 2020, the dumpster fire that it's been, has just keep the hits coming. I mean, it's insane. What the last couple of weeks have reminded me of, mm-hmm. and I've known this for some time, but I think there was a moment there where I, I kind of forgot. What, what, what the last couple of weeks have reminded me of, being in a relationship is difficult. Yes, because, and like, just to think about it for a split second, I grew up in my household on one, literally one side of the world. She grew up in her household on the other side of the world. Yeah. Both households have different values. Different beliefs. Different beliefs, different ways of living, literally. Yeah. And here we are, 20 years later, living in the same house, trying to make it work and we do i think for a really for 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 a large portion of our relationship we do we figure things out but there are moments where i don't know maybe i don't get as much sleep as i would like she doesn't get as much sleep as she would like something else is pissing her off in in you know her friendship or, or friends whatever it is work whatever whatever and and we get a little grumpy and then we started we start nitpicking at each other and i think it's exaggerated because of the pandemic we've been living together and really we don't kate and i are quite careful we don't leave the home a ton like we go to the supermarket a couple times a week that's it that's really it like i went over to my friend's house last friday night and and shared a couple drinks the only reason i did that is because he had an outdoor heater we stood outside and froze for a couple hours mm-hmm. you know so um we've been in this home for now going on nine months joined at the hip you know like and our home's 1500 square feet it's not massive it's about 800 basement 800 up top so anywhere we go we can hear where each other's going yeah if you're coming down the stairs i can hear you yeah um but yeah relationships are hard and and i think the last couple of weeks have been a good indication and um a reminder i think is more than anything and i enjoy i enjoy the difficulties and I think, I, I hope, anyway. That's where you grow. I hope most people do. And that's my point here is I think uh, a lot of people are getting divorced. Tons. A lot of people are having babies. Tons. Uh, so there's like two very different worlds colliding there. Um, you, have, you have to find a way to make it work at the end of the day. And there are always, there are always avenues to succeed in my opinion. Uh, patience is a virtue. Embrace the challenge is, is is what I would suggest, and I know I'm young and I'm not all that you know. I haven't no, been I married for wise. too long. I think you're wise. Uh, you're but wise. The last couple of weeks have been a, a good reminder of that because, man, I'm telling you, like the, it's hard. So I, let me tell you this from what I've learned, uh, you know, in two years and recovery and all that. I mean, my my joke right now is like I picked the wrong years to get sober. Yeah, you know, no in kidding. 2020, this is the you know. But here's the reality. Is if I can stay sober in a year like 2020, then there's no doubt in my mind yeah. that I can stay sober. And I would flip it over to you saying, if you can stay together in a relationship where you've been confined for nine months with your significant other and a nine-month-old, there's nothing that you guys can't conquer together. Yeah, no, I, because, I agree. I mean, it's like the world has thrown you everything in one year. And if you're coming out the other side and you're still together and probably stronger, I think you're going to be all right. I, I, I'm with you. And uh, it's, been, it's been fun. Like, it's been hard. Don't get me wrong. But it's been fun. It yeah. really has. It's been fun. Um, so I hope, I hope our listeners out there, if they're having issues or just struggling a bit, then uh, you're not alone. No, and no. The, and embrace it, my people. Embrace it. So I got a text back from the Hive, and the question to them was, uh, what's the best gift you ever got for Christmas from a lover? This is important. So uh, Joni has a good ironic story for an expectation and not receiving, uh, but we're going to say Apple products. Apple products are... Money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Mike, their boss... uh, who's got more money than he knows what to do with, he bought his wife a nice car. 
Okay, so the uh, the bar has been set rather Thanks, high. Yeah. Uh, literally ten minutes after the disposable <laughs> income conversation, we've gone down this rabbit hole. Maybe you uh, can just buy. Hey, listen, hear me out. You buy the Lord and Savior Kate a nice keychain. You know, so and then in ten years, go there'll be a car on the other end of this. Okay. So- <laughs> You give me a lot of good advice on this show. I don't know if that's one of them. Maybe I look into like a second-hand iPad. Mm. Not a bad idea. Because I don't want to pay full price because they're they're going for about what thousand bucks nowadays. Yeah. Does she need a new iPad? So she's a graphic designer. She has a nice Apple MacBook, right? She does a lot of her work on that. But nowadays on the iPad, you can you can actually like use iPad a pen. Pro. Yeah, you can draw, and and she's very she's very good at that. And it and it helps her work out when she's designing icons and yeah. I'm just glad you didn't crap all over Apple because if we ever get them for a sponsor, this will be nice. Yeah, no, I'm because normally I'm, we bring up anyone and you take a crap on them. No, I'm I'm okay with Apple. Okay, good. Yeah, no, I like Apple and um. I actually, I actually, did we speak about, uh, no, we didn't, but um, uh, I was going down some other route. I, so Bezos, the uh, the Amazon yeah. guy, yeah. yeah, for a second I thought he was the Apple guy, he's not, but no. his wife. His, uh, Just donated like $4 billion or $8 billion or some crazy amount of yeah, money. ex-wife, I should say, they're divorced. Uh, yeah. $4 billion to charities yeah. around uh, the world. So I think that's really cool. Um, and I like her. You're, I like her because she married Bezos- when he didn't have anything. Yeah, got him on the ground level. I like that. Yeah. She she stuck it out. So what about the new wife for Jeff Bezos? Well, I'm going to have my judgments. Okay, sounds fair. Hey, from the bottom of uh, both our hearts, we want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to download our podcast and letting us somewhat entertain you, giving you advice, or making you stay clear of our advice. Either way, we're just glad you're listening. So merry Christmas, happy new year from me, Casey Scott, and Tom Hackett. We love you. And we mean it. Fantastic is a KSL podcast. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.